This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yes, good evening. We've already got 78. Sorry for the uh, slight late start. We're having a, a technical issue with one of our guests tonight, which we're hoping to get start, uh, sorted. First of all, I do want to say a big massive thank you to Wolves F1. That is incredibly generous, mate. Thank you for the support. That helps power uh, the software that we use. I really, really appreciate one of our members. We've had a load of new members that have joined recently. I'll talk to you a bit about that um, later. And, uh, of course, as always, I want to do thank uh, Wolf Life for powering extra extra time. We've got, we've got Chris from Wolf Life will be joining us as well, tell you a little bit more about that. But, obviously, we're going to be talking about another loss, 2-0. Uh, Wolves uh, finally have hit the bottom of the table, um, bottom of the Premier League, and we're guaranteed to sit as the strongest Premier League in the division on Christmas Day because we'll be holding the rest up. Uh, yeah, Wolves will be bottom on Christmas Day. And interestingly enough, only twice in Premier League history is the club that has been bottom of the league on Christmas Day stayed up. However, there is a caveat to that is that um, obviously there isn't as many games going to have been played because of the World Cup. So we're going to kick off. Uh, we're going to do it in uh, a three to start with. We're going to go Chris from Wolf Life. Um, we're going to go with Liam. And we're going to go with Sutty. How are you doing, guys? Great. Well, thank you, Dave. Not too bad. You're very good. Um, Chris, uh, we did hang on for you there because I know you've got to uh, see... Uh, you know, in, in half yeah. an hour, you've got to put a seat to your youngster, so you wanted to come on first yeah. tonight. But first of all, before we get started, how many guitars does one man need? <laughs> if you are listening to this on the podcast, you're listening to me back, all I can tell you that Chris has got, I can count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, at least seven, and a, and a, a baby oh, guitar. Oh, yeah, oh, that's a clock. Oh, that's a clock yeah. uh, in the background. So if you want to see Chris, you need to uh you need to Chris, before we get started, mate, we've got to clear this up. Yes. 
Why so many guitars? Um, I, I started buying them as a sort of, uh, sort of, oh, that looks nice. I'll try that. Oh, that looks nice. I'll try that. And then you don't want to be parted from them because you like them. <laughs> um, but I have, I have more, more than one man can actually play at a time. So, yeah. Um, I, do, I do play. I mean, you know. I was going to say they're not decorative, are they? Yeah. Did, I was going to say you could have just bought some wallpaper with guitars on it. Could have just That's done the true. Job. No, just be fake. Yeah. Fantastic. So, do you play in a band? No, no, no. I'm purely purely at home. I don't. I don't. Wouldn't have time to play in a band. But um, but I, to be fair, I, I do need to thin the herd somewhat. The the red ones probably for sale if anybody wants a red guitar. There you go. Does anyone watching this and wants a red guitar? Um, there you go. Well, that, one up there. that one up there as well. <laughs> and that one as well. There's a couple for sale there from uh, just get in touch with Chris from Warfly. We'll come back to you as well on the uh, the Warfly bit. Sutty, you've not been very well. You've had a, a bad back. Um, I know you couldn't make the show last week. Um, if anyone's had a bad back or it's quite debilitating, I've had one myself in the past. It's not pleasant. How are you? I'm a bit better, Dave. I've had uh, plenty of painkillers. Numb the pain from yesterday as well. So yeah, um, there's worse off than before? me, mate. Pardon? Have you had? Have you done your back end in before? Yeah, I um, I had slip disc at the base of my spine about ten, eleven years ago. And touch wood, it was all okay until you know beginning of this year, and it's gradually got worse and. Last weekend was a bad weekend. So, yeah. Well, uh, I hope but, you're getting better soon because you are going off to Qatar, aren't you? You're going to be yeah. our roving reporter over in uh, in, in Qatar. In Qatar. Like <laughs> <it, laughs> Don't want to take with you. <laughs> no. I'm we set that up. <laughs> uh, but and Liam, hi mate. We got I got chance to meet Liam again yesterday before the game. Show Liam, show him what you got, I got for you because you helped us with the FIFA. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh... there you go, and that's signed by Conchala Geddes. Now the, the reason that he's got that is because Liam, as our resident FIFA expert on here on Always Wolves Fan TV, helped me with the unveil, and I got five cards, and mm. Liam was uh, waxing lyrical over Geddes's card. So I've managed finally after a few weeks to get that signed. I've also got Neves is signed, uh Martino signed, I've got Raul signed, and I've got Jose Sar signed. I'm gonna keep one for myself and I am gonna be doing a competition on Always Wolves to win one of the other three. Um so look out for that because that'll be coming soon. So make sure you subscribe to the channel and following us on our socials. Um, you know, and we're going to get stuck into the game. Um, and anything you'd like to say. So, Chris, first off, just to introduce the Wolf Life. Um, you know, I know you're talking to a few. You've already spoke to a few people on this. And your what do you want to say about the game? Yes, yeah, so Wolf Life. We're a local company based in Bilston. Where we we're here to help you arrange any life insurance you might have. So, if that's looking at what arrangements you've already got, maybe with your bank or. Or somebody else we can we can look at that for you um, we're independent so we'll be able to give you the best deal it's going to be me you speak to quite frankly there are a couple of other guys but it'll be me that calls everybody back um and if there's anything else you want to speak to me about like mortgages which is a bit of a hot topic in the last few weeks um then you know just just get in touch and we're here for you there's a there's a competition to win a signed wolf shirt 
and uh, but you if you just drop me your email address and phone number i'll be in touch and take you from there yeah and the link to the competitions in the uh, in, in yeah. the link below so you you know you get you not only can you save money hopefully on your mortgage and your and get the best life insurance you're supporting a local wolverhampton based company based in bilston and you're in the uh, got the chance of winning a wool shirt as well Fantastic. So, what do you want to say about the game, Chris? Yeah, it was it was a game of two halves, wasn't it? We all know that. Um, I mean, I thought we did really well in the first half, and and then it wheels came off a bit in the second half. Um, I thought Gerdes and Triori were good um, mm. going forward. Not so much, not so much defending, um, and how we didn't get a penalty. Oh, God only knows. I don't know why. Uh, I, I don't know why it wasn't looked at. Well, to be honest, I mean, Sutty, you can come in on this one as well. I, um, I obviously was in the North Bank watching it and I didn't realise until half-time when I had some messages come through that Sky were going on about how it was a cast-time penalty. I put that video out on the Always Wolves Twitter page, um, you know, because they were up to a man saying, why haven't Wolves been given that penalty? Mike Dean was on VAR. Okay. Well, Enough what what do you say? I mean, Atwell doesn't like us. He hasn't liked us since we won the championship and we beat Middlesbrough two one away when he sent uh, Neves off and was it Doherty he sent off as well? We won with we won two one with nine men. Yeah, he don't like. That us, was a bit where Soyish was a plank at the end. Yeah, he doesn't like us. Neither does Mike Dean. Um, I didn't. To be honest, I sit above you. But at the time, I thought, mm, I wouldn't want that given against me. But when I've seen it on social media today, how have they not looked at that? Yeah. They didn't, even, they didn't even look at it. They'll spend four minutes looking for somebody who's got a toenail offside. Yeah. And yet they won't look at that. I don't, I, I'm absolutely speechless. And the trouble is, Dave, that changes the course of the game. You'd have, because if they'd give the penalty, he'd have got a red card. Yeah. Now he gets a red card. They're down to ten men. That, that you know, chances are they're going to be one nil down, down to ten men. That's massive, especially after ten minutes. That's huge. Well, it's a ma it's a massive call, isn't it? And of course, this is where the the, the um, people starting to. I mean, you're not just look at that. You look at the yellow cards as well that were, <laughs> were given and were not given. Um, now I'm of the view, if one's a yellow card, the other one is, and if one's not, the other one isn't. But it seemed that it was very much biased. Uh, Neil Lewis, thank you ever so much for this. That's so amazing. I can't believe it actually, but so generous. Um, one of our members, uh, it basically said, don't blame the players like all Wolves fans. Their hearts are being ripped out by the VAR official since its deployment. Get unjust results replayed. Good luck, Julian. You're going to need it with VAR. Um, Liam, what do you say to that? Um, I think overall the officiating wasn't very good yesterday. Um, the, the, the situation with the yellow cards, one with the yellow cards. I think there was a lot of yellow cards. I think, I think the anger is where it's inconsistent. It wasn't given against Arsenal, but there was like two or three of the same situation that was given against Wolves. As for the penalty, I it, it's a stonewall penalty. I'm not sure it was a red card because of the new ball, because um, if it's in the penalty box and they're trying to play the ball, it's not a red card. 
Um, but it, it's it's a penalty, and again, it would change the course of the game. It'd give Wolves something to hang on uh, hang on to. As it was a, it was a clear it was a clear game where we we're going to put nearly every every man back and uh, try to hold out for and stay in the game for the stay in the game for as uh, as long as possible. But yeah, it's a stonewall penalty. I think at the time they thought it was offside, so I think that's something that came into it. But um, but yeah, it's a stonewall penalty. Absolutely, and I've watched it back as well. Uh, Keith, you again come back in on that? Oh, mate, I've watched it time and time again. To be honest, I mean, don't get me wrong, Dave. Um, eleven versus eleven, they're miles ahead of us. Arsenal, hmm. the top of the league for a reason. They're better side than us. Oh, hundred percent. No, no yeah. arguments there. But you know, when you look, when you look down, it's down, isn't it? And yeah. You need every bit of luck you can get. I mean, you know, we've had it, we've had a couple of VAR decisions go our way, you know, and rightly so because they were the right calls. That was so blatant that it was a, a straight red and a penalty. What surely Mike Dean in VAR should now be having his backside kicked around the VAR room um, and saying, well, "Why didn't you?" Why didn't you get that decision right? I mean, Forrest apparently had one against Brentford last week where it was so poor that VAR, the people on VAR, apologised after. I mean, it's no good apologising after. No. You've got you've got the, the technology there to make sure these are... It doesn't matter if it takes five minutes. That decision shouldn't have took five minutes. That decision could have been made in 30 seconds maximum. I know, and it's it's like, at the time, obviously, from the angle that we're at, we didn't see it. I said on my reaction afterwards, after watching it back, after watching it back, he's in the area, he's the last man, he's onside when the pass he was delivered well. Yeah, he's he was. So, why have they deemed it not a clear and obvious error? At the end of the day, it's a clear and obvious goal-scoring opportunity. What made not... me laugh, Dave? Was when you look at the um, the stills, how far behind play the linesman was. Yeah. He's about five mm. meters. Three yards, three four yards. Yeah. He, it's just shocking. The officiating is shocking. I reckon I could do better, Dave. Well, VAR's isn't it? Um, so, if, if that was Saka going through, we all know it would have been a penalty. No. If that was Collins on Saka. 100%. Uh, by the way, you've got an offer, got someone interested in your uh, guitar. Mitch wants to know um, the red guitar. The red one would be about 195, I think. There you go. Well, if, like you want to get with, uh, if you want to get in touch with uh, <laughs> with, uh, with him about the, uh, the guitar as well, you can also fill the link below. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He'll come back to you on the guitar as well, as well as your live <laughs> tunes and your finger. Uh, Liam, what would you like to say about the game? Um, to be honest, I thought we played well. We did what we set out to do. We were we were playing. The, we switched back to the five back, obviously, with uh, Totty, Kilman, and uh, Collins. We we did what we set out to do. I think Arsenal are just too good at the moment. I think they're strong contenders for the title, and at the minute, I'd say they're even more consistent than C, as they just they just lost to Brentford. Mm. But yeah, Arsenal are starting to be that team where you're like, okay, that's a that's a loss. Like City, City has been for the past couple of seasons. So yeah, it's 
we did what we set out to do. I think Arsenal are just too good. Um, I think Bubakar Traore was really good. I've I've been saying this since he came and since he's been playing. I think he's I think he's really good. We've got a really good player on our hands, and we've got to make his uh, we've got to make him permanent in January because if put him in midfield next to Nunes and Neves, I think we've got a really good really good midfield balance there. So um, it's yeah, not it's closing down, which he's got a real hunger to do. His close skill, some of the close skill. I've got one clip, and yeah. how he his close control as well is fantastic. Yeah. And he's got such an enthusiasm. And when he scored that goal against Leeds, how happy he, he jumped higher than Michael Jordan when he scored the uh, scored the goal. And he nearly repeated the uh, he repeated in the second half, and he was just past the post, another similar similar position, and he just mm. shoots. And that's what we've been looking out for. Yeah. That's exactly that. I didn't have him down for a close control, you know, skillful player. But then, uh, yes, he did it a couple of times yesterday. So, um, so yeah, it's good to see. But what's, yeah, the, what's the option to buy? What's, what money is it? Do we know? Eight million. He's oh, a bargain. Wow. Really? Eight million euros. That's <laughs> about six million, isn't it? Six, yeah. seven million. Six. He's bargained yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Just think Give that we were bueno the best players on the pitch for us. Bueno, Mark Saka out the game. Had him in his pocket. Yeah. yeah. And what you've got, we've got to obviously um, give Steve Davis, although he's been holding the fort and like my uh, sensational stand yesterday, he said he's been given the lifeboat without the oars, basically. <laughs> and he's held the fort. He's a, a man of a lot of integrity. Uh, and he has brought through um, some of the younger ones. Hugo Bueno established himself. You know, you look at the likes of Bubakar Traore, you know, they've, they've been two of the highlights of his period. And uh, who was the other one that he bought on, the young lad? Lemakisa. Yeah. That's it. He's got a lot of potential as well. I don't think he's quite... He, he was He's quite at the Hugo Bueno level just yet. But Hugo mm. Bueno, he, he looks like a Premier League player already, doesn't he? he his positional yeah. play, the way he goes past the player... The way he makes the right and his crossing of a ball is yeah. is second is second to none. Keith, what do you want to say about the game? Sorry, Dave. What do you want to say? What points do you want to make about yesterday's game before we get on to the, uh, I mean, the other bit? Yesterday's game. I mean, I was glad we went to a back five. Yep. For me, I'm going to just move away from the game a little bit here we're so devoid of a leader mm. on the pitch I love Neves Neves is not the man to be captain not for me it's too quiet there's nobody there's nobody leading that back line for a start there's nobody mm. organising they're all looking at each other almost well who's doing what here it's too quiet for me Dave and I'm not going to say it. We've said it enough. It's, it's done. You're, right. going to, you're about the C word. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. But we need somebody of that ilk to come in mm. and do that job. Now, mm. as well, I said to you after the Leicester game, on here, that this board, okay, we've got Lopetegui in. I'm chuffed to bits we've got Lopetegui in. I really am. He, he's going to be the one and I really hope I hope and pray that they give him a shed load of money to spend in January because we need it Dave it's no good going by him one centre forward 
If that one centre-forward comes in and gets cropped, we're in the same position. We've got to go and buy two. Plus, well, there, there, was some, there, there was something they said that Wolves are going to try and buy back. Um, the, the silly, stupidly didn't put a recall option on Fabio Silva, but there was uh, some talk about them going in to try and well, buy well, out. We need two centre-forwards. We need two centre-forwards centre and a centre-half. We don't need another midfielder. Trial, um, Bubakar. Bubakar, Traore's come off for me. He, he is on the team sheet every week for me, along with Neves and mm. Nunes. Right? That's your three. Unfortunately, Martinho, he's going to have to sit out for me, unless it's a cup game. And then mm. you need another centre half. I'll be playing five at the back, and I'll be making sure that this club stayed in the Premier League. Mm. Right now, we've got to steady the ship. First half yesterday, no problem. But again, as soon as we go behind, it's drop. There's nobody, nobody dragging them up and saying, "Come on." We've got to get ourselves out of this. And there's a lot of senior pros there have got to start taking a, a good look at themselves mm. and being responsible for their personal performances. It, it's no good stand, standing there just holding your arms out. And the other glaring thing for me, Dave, is we still don't look fit. After 14 games, we don't look, a, now, we don't look fit. So what is going on? But I will go back to say, if they don't give him money to spend in January, it matters not, Dave. He will not save his current crop of players. I don't think he would have accepted the position with his arms tied behind his back. I think, and I think from what Jeff said in a. In one of his statements that I read afterwards, is they need a strong leader right now, and a strong leader is someone that can manage upwards as well as downwards, and that mm. means manage up to the board level. And he, I'm sure, I'll be gobsmacked if and I know they, they probably weren't planning for this, but I'm sure that they've basically said, "We'll give you the funds you need. We'll go after the players that you want." Um, obviously, he takes charge on Monday. Um, he has got five weeks. The, the, the players have got a week off now, and then they come back in. He's got five weeks. How much weeks. do you think it'll cost, Dave? Really? Well, I'll obviously, I'll, yeah. I'm, I'm going to write down now how much I think it's going to cost to keep us up, and you tell me how much it's what you think. Well, there's a good question. I and Liam, do you want to, Liam and Chris write down a figure as well? What you think it's going to cost? And then yeah. Yeah, we're gonna. We're talking about spending on players, aren't we? Yeah. So, Chris, yeah. what do you think first? I think you probably because one of them needs to be a striker. You're probably going to need to spend 40, 50 million on several players and twenty odd on a striker. Forty, fifty million, Liam. I was going to say fifty. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a summer that we had um, that we just had because we we spent loads of money on. 50 million on Nunes. If we just spend another 50 million on a good, couple of good players, like Troy Ore was 8 million, what, let's go out and get another player for cheap that can do the same job that he's done. Yeah. Um, yeah, just get a good couple, couple, couple of players and I'm sure we'll be, we'll be okay. Somebody who's a leader. 
I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm Lots gonna go. I think. I think around about fifty or sixty million as well, um, because at the end of the day, we all Neves probably will go in next summer, and they'll recoup a lot of the money back on him. But you never know with uh, Lopetegui. A hundred. I knew you were going to say a hundred million. I had a feeling. I don't. If I don't you don't think... spend hundred million, you're going to be getting cart horses again. And the trouble is now, people know we're desperate. And again, after the Leicester game, I said to you on here that this board have not invested in centre forwards for three years. And now people are going to have our pants down like we had Forrest's pants down for Gibbs yeah. White. They're going to have ours down. It's no good going to pay 10 million quid for a centre forward from Slovakia or somewhere like that that's banged 20 goals and over there. You've got to go and probably invest 80% of next year's TV money in two centre forwards. If one gets cropped, we're down. But yeah, obviously, um, they will say that they've got Diego Costa as uh, the other centre forward, haven't they? That's they're not going to, I can't see them going for two. Mm. They'll go, they might go, I'd rather them spend 30 million, 30 35 million on one real top class centre forward and have Costa as a backup with all the other forwards that we've got as well than mm. buy two at 15 you've million. Gotta get, you've got to get, I think, a record points tally will go down this year. You think? Yep, yeah, I do, yeah. You've got to get 40 points just to get for the uh, 17th position, I think, this year. So and you've got to got get 10 wins. 23 games to get us 30 points. Yeah. So you've got to get 10 wins or so many wins and so many draws. You've got to go and get a striker that it from January to May is going to score you 20 goals. You ain't going to get no change at 50 million quid for him. Liam, what do you say? Who would you bring in? Oh, it's difficult. I, I think, as for position-wise, I think we definitely need some defence. We need some reinforcements in defence. So, if there's three signings, I'd definitely go for a centre-half, a right-back and a striker. I think the priority at the minute would be the striker. And I think if we're going to go for one top signing, it would be the striker. And then get um, some reinforcements uh, in defence, like backups for depth and stuff. Um, but, yeah... As for names, I'm I'm, I'm not too sure because it, it generally depends what Lopetegui would want. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he'll 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 have a good idea. <coughs> Pardon me. I'm pretty sure there's going to be money available. He wouldn't have come if there wasn't. He looks he, he looks like he's got a presence. I mean, you just oh, see yeah. him going up to uh, to Nunes, out your shoulder <laughs> type of thing in the broken again. You know, <laughs> he's got a presence about him. He's come. He's an elite manager. He isn't going to have a, want to have a relegation on his CV. We're four points adrift at this point in time. Uh, we have got a tough run of fixtures coming up. He's got the uh, the Gillingham match, which probably will be a, a kind of a practice match, I'm guessing. In, in some ways, that's probably a good thing that we've got that cup match there because they need a competitive fixture before then. Obviously, depending on when Portugal go out and all that sort of joke, depends on whether the likes of Neves and stuff will be available. But, like... He's going to be working on a system. I'm not 100% sure he'll go to a back five because Julian Lopetegui tends to play a back four. four now, to me, now, to me, we 
do need defensive reinforcement, something a bit of experience. But if we're going to play full-backs, we need a full-back. We need a proper full-back. Um, Johnny Otto has been caught out. Samedo doesn't look comfortable there. Hugo Bueno looks comfortable, to be fair. But on that other side, we need another full, proper full-back on the other side. So yeah. I think the full-back is uh, quite important for us as well. Anyway, let's get on to the um, your performance rating and... Um, your man of the match and your highlights of the day. We'll go with Chris first. Okay. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say, well, I said earlier, it's game of two half. So I'll say seven and a half in the first half and six in the second half. Um, so that's a six. Um, performance of the day. Well, I thought. Uh, highlight of the day could be anything. Highlight, highlight of the day was potencies over a kick. I, I love that. Yeah, that was great. That was fantastic, and I hope I hope that shows some confidence um, coming back. Um, you know, I, I I just you know we need more confidence, don't we, in front of goal? I mean, did get I like Geddes. I, I thought he played quite well, but did he hit the target? Um, I, he I think he's improved the last two or three games. He's starting to see a bit of confidence. I think Lopetegui will get hold of him and he'll he'll, he'll improve mm. him. Yeah. He, he's the sort that needs an arm round the shoulder out to me, Geddes. Mm. I think he, when people get on his back, his head drops. I think he just needs belief. And if Lopetegui gives him that belief, then I think we'll see the best of him. And I think Steve Davis, from when he took him off at half-time on that one game, he's then started him. And I think since then, he's obviously had a word. And I think we've seen a little bit more about him. And I think he might be just one that's taken a little bit of time to settle. Um, so you've gone with Geddes for your man of the match. Uh, man of our man of the match. Who am I going to say? I'll go with Geddes. Why not? Right, Let's Liam. For you, highlight um, of the day. Uh, probably Lopetegui coming onto the pitch. That, that yeah. kind of just the atmosphere was a lot better yesterday, mm -hmm. and I feel like that's partly down to the fact that Lopetegui uh, came out onto the pitch. So yeah, I'd probably say that. Yeah, man of the match. Trial row, I think. Which one? Oh, sorry, no, yeah. Bubacar, Bubacar. And now there's actually two on the pitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, Bubacar, trial row. It's just better than better than everybody else on the pitch. And your performance rating? Go 6.5. 6.5. Not too bad. 6.5. Sutty? 7 for me. Yeah. Um, Bubacar, trial row. I yeah. thought he was outstanding, Dave, to be honest. Yeah. I thought he was really good. Um, and it has to be Lopetegui coming on the pitch for me. As well. Showed a bit of passion, didn't he? Fist pumping and stuff. Not, we haven't seen that since we do now, have we? Patting, the, uh, patting his heart as well. He's milking the crowd. The Pemers said, oh, he's, he's, he's milking the crowd. Um, we're not going to do a spin the wheel tonight. I was going to do it, but then I'll come up with a question that everyone can answer. And we are doing a, a real special... Um, podcast uh, this week as well from Molyneux to celebrate a hundred episodes of the Always Walls podcast and we will be talking about the World Cup but guys let's hear your World Cup predictions who's winning the World Cup and who's your dark horse we'll go with you first Liam on this one um I'm probably and how far are England getting not very far. I don't think we'll get very far at all. Um, I, for the winner, I'd probably say 
Well, we've got Argentina. To be fair, I feel like it's either going to be it's either going to be Ronaldo or Messi this year. So yeah, I'll probably say Argentina. I I have absolutely no clue about Dark Horse. Um, okay. Go for Qatar because you know it's, it's in their it's in their it's in their country. So okay. And, and how far in are we getting? Are we getting out the groups? Are we getting to the sixteen? Oh. We getting to quarterfinals? We'll get out of the groups. It just won't go uh, very far. I'd say quarterfinals. Quarterfinals. Chris, mm. um, your, uh, your winners, Dark Horse, and how far England getting could be. Winners, uh, I'm going to be boringly predictable and say Brazil um, because of the style of play or suit the heat. And uh, Dark Horse, I'm, I'm with Liam, God knows. Um, is Portugal, would they be a Dark Horse? I, I kind of hope they do well for obvious reasons. Um, there's part of me that wants them to do really well because I want them to go really far because I've got Wolves players and there's another part that I hope to go out in the group in the stage first, yeah. get back <laughs> in the training couldn't agree more and I, think, I think Liam's right I think quarters would be might be where we get to it'd be great if we got to the semis um, if I was putting money on it it'd be quarters but I, I wouldn't be and who did you say your winner is Brazil 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 so Liam's going to Argentina um, you've gone Brazil. I'm going to be really interested because Sutty is going to be there, and from what from what from all accounts, you're going to be there all the way that England goes. That so you could be getting there and on a flight back. I'm not, next go- I'm not going to the group games, Dave, but I've got tickets all the way up to the final and including the final. Wow. Are you going to Are you going to go all the way to the final, even if England get knocked out? No, no, I should come home. You should come out. So you might be coming back the following day there. I'm just doing all the knockout. Basically, what you have to do is you have to purchase all your tickets up front. So, if England gets, say, to the semi-finals, you get your final ticket reimbursed. So, that's how it works. So, you have to, Yeah. So, what was the question again? <laughs> how far are England getting? Who's winning it? It could be the same. And your dark horses. Um, well, I think this is the most open World Cup for decades, purely because of the time of year and also where it is. So I'm going to go Dark Horse. I'm going to go Denmark. Denmark's a good call. They got to the semi-finals of the Euros, remember? Yeah. So, um, and I'm going to go England. England to win, yeah, that's patriotic. That is, I love it. I hope so because you're, you are going to be the always Wolves man on the spot down in Qatar for us, aren't you? So if we get to the final, you'll have me going nuts at the final. Woo-hoo! I, 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 I so hope that we're going to get. You might actually see me smile, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you are smiling now. Yeah, uh, I'm That's on orders grimace. again, Dave. I've been told I have to smile. That's not na- <laughs> it's not natural, Dave. It's not natural. Um, that's good. Right now, as well, final question, and it's a yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. It's that simple. Yes, no. Gut instinct. At this point in time, Wolves are bottom at Christmas. We know that. Yes or no, Chris, a wolf staying up? Yes. Liam? Yes. Sutty. Oh, drum roll. Oh, oh, pressure. Yes, just. 
if we invest in January? If we invest, it'll be an, it, we will stay stay up comfortably. If we don't, it'll be a seventeenth last game of the season, Jobby. Uh, yeah, can you imagine? Arsenal need to uh, get a point last game of the season. Wolves need a point to stay up. Um, and there's three minutes to go. And it'll be like the Blackburn game back in the day where we were just passing it back on either side of the thing and no one wanted to go forward. I, I thought that came to me in an epiphany earlier. But uh, it's 1-1 with two minutes to go and neither side wants to risk the other side scoring. And they just have a gentleman, we'll just pass it around and yeah. Yeah. win the title and you stay up for it. Another, another, who knows? You heard it here first. Guys, thank you ever so much for your contributions. Don't forget to jump on the, uh, the link below to uh, get in touch with Chris. If you want to buy one of his guitars or if you want to mortgage quote, <laughs> if you want a mortgage quote, and some life insurance. Either way, we'll be in touch with you. Fantastic. Cheers, boys. Cheers, Dave. Thanks, Thanks, Dave. Dave. Cheers, Dave. Bye. See you, mate. So that's uh, Chris Sutty uh, and, um, and uh, young Liam. An absolutely fantastic first half of the show. Brilliant. We've got an equally fantastic second half of the show. Uh, just to let you know, the channel on, on YouTube, we're on 30,132, which is fantastic. If you uh, want to comment, just subscribe to the channel and you'll be able to comment and it helps us get up uh, the subscriber numbers. And of course, we've recently added a load of new members that have joined on the channel, which you can join and get involved in the Discord there's a link on the community tab for the members. If you want to become a member, just hit the join button. The guys will tell you. And you can join us talking about the World Cup. Uh, and there's a lot more things coming up during that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. As well. So we're bringing on next up Jack, Young Thomas and Nath. How you doing? Hi Dave, hi everyone. Hi everyone. Nath having the technical can you turn your phone round there you go oh look at that that's lovely that is that's Boston 8 Boston 8 got the old uh, Goodyear stuff hi Thomas hi Thomas oh sorry that's my fault there alright Dave yeah you got your, you got your mute on and guys how are you how are you all feeling yeah not too bad yeah, I, I, I'm quite encouraged, to be honest. I'm feeling a lot more positive than I was a week or so ago. Now, neither of you have got a musical instrument that you want to sell, have you? Uh, no. I don't no. believe so. No. I'll, I'll, sell, I'll sell my voice if you want. I'll come sell your sing. voice. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You could be the lead singer. That's it. Oh, there I'm we go. Drums. You could be the lead singer. Got Chris on guitar. We'll be yeah. sorted. 
Glastonbury, here we come. So we're going to start with young Thomas. Thomas, <clears> what would you like to say about the game? What points would you like to make? Um, first half, I thought was very organised. I think we did everything that Steve Davis probably told the boys to do. Uh, I was very happy uh, with the first half, very encouraged with how we played. I thought the formation, the structure was good. Uh, the the attacking, you know, we, we Adama and Guedes. One thing I'd say about Adama, he looked very predictable. He didn't look as quick as he was last season, which was a bit annoying. And Guedes, he worked really hard. I've not seen a player work that hard for us in a while. It's just a shame that, you know, we have this whole organised going forward, creating chances, but there's no composure. There is little to no composure. Um, I thought Bubakar Traore was really good. Um, also, Totti Gomez, wow. I mean, considering he's not played in a while, I thought he played really well. So, yeah. You make I... a really good point there because I thought Totti did really well. There's one real uh, goal saving tackle that he made yeah. um, as well in the second half where he, you know, he, he came out of nowhere and flicked the ball away as the ball was coming across. He tracked his man, something that Samado needs to learn something about. And um, I thought he, he had a decent game coming into the back three. Yeah, after a while being like not in the, the lineup as well, I thought he did well. Um, hopefully, the Gillingham game, I'd like to see maybe Mosquera and him start. We've not, I, we've not seen enough of Mosquera, but I, I, I can't see that happening to be honest, uh, Thomas, because that game will probably be, you know, most of the defence have gone. I think he'll probably Lopetegui will probably want to play the the defenders that he's playing. Against at the weekend, I don't think he'll be experimenting. They might have impressed him, and they might be in. But I think yeah. whoever plays in defence for the Gillingham game are probably likely, um, especially the centre backs, are likely to start against um, Everton at the weekend. After that, yes. Must Jack, what would you like to say? No, I think Thomas is kind of spot on. I think first half was kind of how you need to play against a team like Arsenal. You have to be organised, you have to work hard, you have to match them for endeavour, which we did. You have to offer a threat as well. You know, you can't just sort of soak it all up. You've got to throw punches in return, which I think we did to an extent. I mean, 10 minutes in, we could easily have had a penalty. Well, should have had a penalty. Uh, Guedes had a couple of chances. One went just over the bar, one deflected just wide. So I thought in terms of if you look judging it objectively, you'd say it was a good first half. Second half, same problem as the whole season. We're just not fit enough. We just couldn't maintain that level of intensity. We couldn't maintain any of the pressing we were doing. We started to lose runners. We started to stop tracking. People started to jog instead of sprint. Once Arsenal went a goal up, I think that was kind of it done really, wasn't it? You never really felt, and I don't think in the, in the crowd, no one really felt we were going to get back into it. Yeah. It was a kind of the case of if if we can just keep it at one nil and then maybe last ten minutes throw everything and see what happens. But second goal kind of killed it completely then, didn't it? But I mean, like I said, I'm encouraged by by what I saw first half. There was a bit of adaptability in terms of the formation. You know, I thought that in terms of Guedes and Traore playing as a two. I mean, we talked last time I was on, didn't we, about playing two up front instead of just one? I think that helped. I don't think Adam was particularly good, but just having that extra body helped in terms of numbers pushing forward and getting us up the pitch. Uh, I thought Bubakar Traore was absolutely outstanding. He looked like a player that could have played for the opposition, the team at the top of the table. I thought he was brilliant. Uh, bueno, again, really, really good. Totti Gomez looked like he'd been playing for a while, didn't look rusty at all. 
so I think there's things to be positive about. I mean, we weren't probably expecting much from the game, if we're being honest. So it's not one way you're thinking we've lost points there. You know, if we'd have got something from it, like Brentford did at Man City or something, you'd probably say it's more of a bonus than kind of what, you, what you're expecting to do. But it was an opportunity to to try a couple of things, which I think we did. And, and I, I'm just wondering, I'll just throw it out there, how much of an impact Lopetegui might have had in terms of the formation switch or in terms of one or two personnel. So I, mean, I know, I know I Steve maybe said he didn't, um, but... Maybe Steve Davis when they because he said I had an hour long chat whether Steve Davis has said uh, I might I'm thinking of playing a back five what do you think and he's probably gone yeah because actually Lopetegui uh, when he played with Sevilla has switched to a back five against the likes of Barcelona and, and Madrid he generally likes to play with a four but he he has from what I understand when I read up on it he has at certain games respected okay they've maybe got a bit more for us will be a bit more defensive. And so I think he'll, I think Lopetegui preferred he's going to be with a four, but I think he would have the option of a five as well at certain games. Now, against the likes of City, maybe Liverpool and obviously Arsenal, and that works. But when you're at home against the likes of Bournemouth and Brentford and some of the, the mid-table teams, you want to be more on the offence. So I think he's going to be game by game, but I can see potentially he might go with that and his conversation perhaps with um, as you say Steve Davis when they had that conversation they might have talked about that and that might have been something that come up yeah I think so and and, and again I think we've kind of what we've got to do is kind of be pragmatic haven't we now I think if you're looking at that that defence Totty, Kilman and Collins potentially all look better in a three than they do in a two so maybe Lopetegui is thinking, well, actually, to get the best out of those three, I'm going to have to play them all together. Yeah. Because if you take one of them out and you play the other two, they don't look as confident, they don't look as comfortable. So maybe there's an element of pragmatism in there. Do you, where think, that's saying, also, do you think that's also because the full-backs understand that better because we haven't got out, well, wing-backs, because they are wing-backs, not full-backs? Because I, I do think that uh, people going about Collins and Kilman, and I'm going to come to Nathan to on this when I come back. Collins and Kilman, they've been badly exposed by teams getting around the side of us because of the, the we haven't got really any proper fullbacks, Nathan. Yeah, spot on, Dave. I think, uh, you know, they've been bought in as winbacks and it just showed yesterday that 5-3-2 system, they, they looked a lot more comfortable. Before the game, I was chatting to some Arsenal fans who had come in 2019 now, in 2019, we played the same system and we were 3-0 up at half-time um, with the same kind of personnel. And I can't remember the exact team, but it just showed how comfortable we were in the 5-3-2. Now, against teams like Arsenal, you're not going to get a lot of possession, so you are going to be on the back foot. But that first half, it just showed how much more resilient and organised they were in the five. And I don't think it's any coincidence that Samedo looked a lot more comfortable. Bueno just looks like an absolute superstar and can probably play in a four and a five. But I don't think Samedo can. And I think... If you we, think if Johnny we, can? No, Johnny Johnny couldn't play in a 10 at the back at the moment. Johnny is spent, you know, and I hate to say it because previously, Johnny has been our 7 out of 10 every time. He has been awesome this season. He's looked completely unfit, completely unmotivated and just so off the pace. It's unreal. So I don't think Johnny should play again this season. I'd be amazed if he's, if he's, in, uh, if he's in Lopetegui's plans. So... No to Johnny. And that's probably one of, you know, you were talking earlier, uh, Dave, about 
money to spend. That has to be one of the positions he's going to look at. Full, that, the fullback position. That right. If he's serious about a four, he needs he's, he needs a right back. And you're right about you know Kilman. Um, Kilman looks really exposed. Yeah, Collins. Sorry, Collins and Kilman are really exposed in a four. Um, they're still young, and you know as as was mentioned earlier, the leadership's a problem. When you've got Cody in the three organising it, I've said the C word, I do apologise. It's worse than saying Christmas, isn't it? Um, when you've got the three and Cody is shouting and barking and organising, it really shows, makes a difference. When you've got Neves, who's that quieter character who kind of leads by example, perhaps not not a shouter, um, the team looks completely different, looks disjointed. They're all looking at each other. You know, what do we do now when we've got one nil down? So, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, it's it's going to be a four, but he, he's going to get him organised. And he might get a tune out of Johnny. He might get a tune out of Guedes, who I, I thought yesterday was useless at times. I know other callers have said he's been fantastic. I thought he looked disinterested. I think he's improved over the period that Steve Davis has got it. And that's given me encouragement to think that someone like uh, J-Lo, as I like to call him, um, can can get his arm round him, and I think he can get the best out of uh, Geddes. Also, don't forget, so. we will be getting the logs of Pedro Neto coming back as yeah, well. But the, the, there was something off with Guedes yesterday because he just looked frustrated, and you know he'd lose the ball, his head would go down, and I don't know what it was, but he wasn't he wasn't pressing, he wasn't chasing, and you know a lot of fans noticed that when when players aren't putting the effort, that's the first thing you know fans in the stands will notice. Uh, if he's not pushing, you know, if he's not pressing him and charging back to get the ball, you know, fans will notice that. Now, Adama lost the ball a lot, of the, a lot of the time, but at least he gives it a go. You know, sometimes he's running into blind cul-de-sacs. And I think uh, I think Jack or Thomas might have said he's, he is too predictable with his movement at the moment. Again, you know, a good coach might come in, put his arm around him and uh, we might see uh, a different Adama. We might see an Adama that stays. You never know. Well, this is thing. I want to say a big thank you to Wolves F1 there. That's uh, that's incredibly generous. Thank you very much, and it certainly does help uh, help keep going with the channel and everything. So thank you so much. That's really really generous. Um, obviously, if there's a question that you want to ask the pundits, please put it in the description below. One of our members, Jack. You know, I feel like you're quietly positive. I feel that vibe coming from you that you feel that this is a turning point for Wolves? I, do, I think this is... I've, I've been dead set against this World Cup. I think it's absolute nonsense that it's in Qatar in the first place and it's in the middle of the season. But I think it might just be the making of us this season, this this reset, this refocus. I know you the players are away. the right time for us? 100%, 100%. What we've got to do now as, as a fan base and as a club it's a 23-game season and we're starting on minus four points. That's how you've got to look at it. We've we've got to finish with four more points than Southampton, Forest, Bournemouth, Everton, Leeds, whoever, over those 23 games. Now, we've just appointed an elite-level manager, okay? An elite-level manager. Not Nathan Jones, not Steve Cooper, an elite-level manager, okay? And we've got money to spend in January because Lopetegui is not coming to Wolverhampton with no money, with no guarantees on players and signings. So players are going to be coming in in January. We have got as good a chance as anyone of staying up. And I think we've got to be really positive. We've got to embrace the fact that we're in a relegation scrap. Sometimes you can get really down about it and negative and that, that mindset of, oh, we've just got to try and scrap and get Embrace it. Enjoy the fact that it's a scrap. Enjoy the fact that we're looking around, trying to match teams and overtake teams 
enjoy it, embrace it. And I think we can have a really good second half of the season. <clears throat> I think we've just got to be really sort of, like I said, pragmatic about it, but be just kind of really focused on what we what the job in hand is. I think we've, I think we've got every chance. Thomas, do you? Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, this season is going to be tough. Uh, going into it, when we bought Nunez, Collins, Great, as I think we all thought, especially going off. I mean, we all had a worry going off last season's end of form under Bruno. It was appalling. It was relegation form. But with more quality and maybe him being backed properly for the first time, whether or not they were the players he wanted completely, we don't know. But we had hope and now it's sort of declined. And I think that the board have acted very slow. I don't I mean you look at um you look at Southampton, they sacked Hassan Hootel and they already had a manager ready. Whether or not that's helpful because the World Cup is around the corner. But I think that's a big I think that's a very risky appointment for Southampton, to be honest. I think it's a risky appointment. Banana Arm had predicted it many years ago, of course. Uh, he's, he's done well at Luton. He did go to Stoke. It didn't work out for him there. He went back to Luton and going to Southampton. That's a big job for him. So it, it, maybe he'll be the next Graham Potter. Maybe he won't. But I think I think that's a big risky. And I, I hope he does well, but not as well as as Julian Lopetegui is proven, isn't he? The, the the point is though is that Southampton got a manager a lot quicker than we did. We our board was slow, and I think. The board and Bruno combined have really made the season go down. Steve Davis, he was thrown into the deep end and he did, I think, what he could. The Arsenal game was a sign of he can do good, but he's just not good enough for the Premier League. It's unfair on him to have the job in the first place. Can I just stop you there for a second? Um, yes. Paul Harris... Dave, you've purposely selected none of the controversial contributors, so you've lost any integrity. Mate, anybody can come on here and talk. So, Paul, put your money where your mouth is right now. I'm saying to you right now, message the Always Wolves Facebook page. The producer's waiting. Put your money where your mouth is right now and come on the screen. My invitation, I'll bet you any money that you don't. Bet you you don't. So don't turn around and say that we've had people on here that have very got very extreme views and we'll give everyone their say as long as they say it in the right way. Am I right, guys? You know? So, yeah. Paul, I'm inviting you to come on. We'll have a one-to-one -one chat after this and you can put your views on. Message Emma now, the producer, right now. Bet he doesn't. Sorry, carry on, Thomas. If I mean, Steve Davis, friend to the big, big pool, you know, He's not good enough, but he's given it his best shot. And I'm happy to see a lifelong Wolves fan have a good time and have a dream. Now it's time for us to properly have the season we want. Lopetegui is a very high-class manager. It's a man who's managed Spain, Real Madrid, Sevilla, won many Europa Leagues. The only reservation I've got, the only place it could go wrong, is I don't think we've ever seen him in sort of a relegation fight. I think he's got the passion to, but has he got the tactics? I think he has. I mean, he's won trophies, but I think now he needs to get to the players. If players haven't been playing well, he needs to tell them. He needs to tell them what's real and tell the players what situation we're in. We've seen more fight, but now we need to see fight and results or we're not staying in this league. I don't, think he's, 
Yeah, go on. Sorry, mate. Come on. But Forest have started having results recently. I've nowhere. Leicester have just they've run away out of the zone. It's now time for us to start getting our ideas up and start winning some games. Absolutely, and he does. As I said, I think I don't think he's the sort of manager that uh, Nuno had a presence about him. You know, people yeah. I've heard people say that like they'd be talking in the dressing room when he walks in, there'd, there'd be silence. I think Lopetegui has that same sort of uh, yeah. respect, and they'll get for the players. The other thing is the one good thing is Ruben Neves. As I say, he bought in through as a seventeen-year-old. That's good for him. And I think it'll help him as a captain, as a club captain as well, coming into that. He knows some of the other players. I really expect good things and positive things. Nath, any other points that you want to make about the game? Yes, before we get talking about the um, the manager matches and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, just just picking quickly upon Thomas's point about Lopetegui. I've watched all the videos from, from the Wolves this week. And there's that charisma, there's that, that presence that he's got that... Obviously, Bruno didn't have, but Nunes did. And I, it actually gave me a bit of a lump in my throat. When I think back to Nuno, I think we're going to have another Nuno in the next three years. I can just see us taking off and enjoying the good times again. Now, whether that means Europa or top six, top seven finishes, I don't know yet. But to Thomas's point about the relegation battle, he knows how to win games. And that's all I care about. He's a, he's a winner um, and he'll get the best out of those players. And he's got to have a war chest in January. 80, 60, 100 million, who knows? Um, that's going to be down to the board, but we, we're not going to get two strikers. I think that's pie in the sky. We'll get we'll get a striker and maybe, you know, as I said, a fullback. Um, that might just do us, but we'll see. Just just on yesterday's game, very quickly, um, like I said, you know, I'm re- I was really pleased with the setup at the start. We're always going to be up against it. Probably the best team in the country at the moment in terms of form, and they were electric. Bruno had, um, Bruno, uh, Bueno, Bruno's gone. Bueno had uh, Saka in his pocket. The hot, you know, he was fantastic. Nearly the whole game. A couple of bits where Saka got past him, but Bueno was incredible. Bubakar, I think, is is a star in the making. We've got to snap him up in January. Um, it was just a real improved performance, and I think that comes from uh, Lopetega being in the stands as well, because that you know they're playing for the places. They want to impress the new boss, and it was you know, but for more composed, a bit more composure in that final third. You know, we could have got a couple of goals. I took my um, other half yesterday and I've said to you before, Dave, my missus, I've been with my missus 20 odd years, hates football, can't stand it. Um, I've only ever taken it to one or two games before. She went yesterday and she said, you were the better team. She, she knows nothing about football, but she picked uh, Traore in particular and said, uh, not Bubakar, but the uh, the quicker one and said, uh, he's brilliant. I love watching him. He's great. Um, and that comes from a non-football fan. And she said, you're a good team. You can see it. So we're not far off. I think, we just need a bit of tweaking, a couple of new personnel, and I think I think we'll be fine. I'm more than confident we'll be fine. Sorry for not being controversial. Uh, let me think of something controversial. We should only we should only buy bald players. Bald players rule. I don't know, but um, I think we'll be fine, Dave. I tell you what, we have lots of controversy on here when there's controversial stuff. But at the end of the day, I think you know the Wolves fans are very passionate, and when things were going wrong, we I mean we had an absolute, um, you know two-and-a-half-hour show of angriness and frustration the other week <clears> after the Leicester game. Yeah. And we talked about the board, talked about sellers, we talked about the decision-making, every every view was heard. But now we've got Lopetegui in. Uh, Steve Davis has done a 
decent job. You can't just moan all the time about everything. Sometimes you've got to take some positives and go, you know what, he's done the best as he can. We've got a new manager in. We've come to the break. You've got to now, we've got a start of a new era. We can't start moaning about that new era. Uh, we are moaning about VAR, but I don't think that's that yeah. controversial, to be honest, because at the end of the day, everyone Ooh. can uh, can see. Jack, um, highlight of the day, uh, yeah, I'm going to say the reception for Lopetegui. I mean, I had like goosebumps in it. I thought that was unbelievable. I expected him just to walk to the centre circle, sort of do a 360 wave and, and toll off back again. The fact that he went all the way around the ground, I thought was fantastic. And I thought everyone kind of really responded to that. And that kind of pumped everyone up, I think. And that was kind of why the atmosphere was as good as it was for, for the first first half, certainly. Uh, man of the match, I'm, I'm going to go Bubakar. Like I said, I thought he looked like the one player we had yesterday that would get into the Arsenal team at the minute. And I think that's that's kind of praise in itself, isn't it? Uh performance rating, um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go seven. I thought he was he was like I said, it was a solid performance. We did what we needed to do. We ran out of steam, ran out of energy, which is unfortunate. I think Arsenal were always gonna find a way to win the game. That's what they've been doing all season. And and like I say, unfortunately, we just didn't have that counter punch once they got, got into the lead to kind of get back into it. But I mean, like I said, there were positive signs, some good performances, decent atmosphere. And now we've obviously got this break to refocus and reset and go again. Okay. Paul Harris, by the way, has just come back. He said, to be honest, I would do, but he's in the process of taking my daughter back to RADA. I'm not sure where that is. Uh, Put it. Where's Rada? Which is great. Um, If you drive in, please, I suggest you don't watch the, 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 at the the channel at the same time, Paul. Maybe you're on the train. Um, And I do believe they do have internet on the train, so you could come on. And your perspective, you know, we welcome your perspective and I'm happy for you to come on. I don't think majority of the people agree with that perspective, though, to be fair, Paul. But, like, you know, hopefully you'll send us a message and we can get you on another time and we can hear more about it. And uh, good luck to your daughter as well. Um, obviously going back to uh, going back to London too. Um, some great points there, Jack. Thomas? Uh, so my highlight of the day, I don't go to many games. I, I don't live near the stadium at all. I'm going to try to go to some later on in the season. But I think the highlight of my day at lunch, I sat down and watched Lopatee's behind the scenes. And it was just, it was just reassuring to see his presence and his manner. Um, my Performance rating, I'd go with a six. I thought the first half, if we carried on that first half, it would be seven, eight, considering recent performances. But the second half, we just sort of tailed off. It's the lack of fitness, like Jack mentioned. And my man of the match would be Totti. I think he nullified... Yeah, he he just like... I don't know how to put it into words. He sort of stopped and reduced the threat that Arsenal gave at points and he cleared the ball well. So I'd go with Totti. But Bueno and Boubacar were also very outstanding. Absolutely. Well said, uh, Thomas. You always come on and make some really, really good points. How's your football going, by the way, mate, yourself? It's going all right. Um, yeah, um, we didn't... I'm, I've been made co-captain of the team, so that's good. But yeah, it's, it's going well. Well, that says a lot about you as a young man, that you've been made co-captain, that you're an influence in your uh, team's dressing room. So well done to you, mate. Well done. Nathan, on to you. Um. Yeah, I think, you know, if you want controversy, you, sh- you needed to listen to that Leicester 
last week because we were we were scathing. And you know, I think I gave the team two two out of ten last week. And one I of you, that, that was controversial, and I did pick you up on that. To be yeah. honest, yeah, that was very a two. And I thought uh, we were pathetic. And one of the guys yeah. even said they thought we were going to get hammered ten. He thought uh, it's going to be a new Premier League record, which was a bit ridiculous. I know. Yeah. I'll go that. I said we'd do. We'd get done three or four. Um, I think we got away with two in the end. I'd probably give us a five. I think for yesterday. I think we we just can't hit the back of the onion net for once. Of a better cliche, we we can't score, and that's the bit that's that's missing at the moment. That lack of composure in front of goal. But I think you know Thomas and Jack summed it up really well with a good performance. Bueno was excellent. Um, Bubakar in the middle was was fantastic again. Uh, you know, uh, I think for for me, I'd probably give it Bueno in terms of just man of the match. Just the, his improvement, his introduction to this team. He's a mainstay now, and who'd have thought that? You know, a few games ago. And the one thing Davis has left us, I think the legacy Davis leaves us is trying out those young kids, bringing them through, giving them a go. The Chev Campbells, you know, the the um, the Buenos just. Chucking them in, giving them a go. And I think, why haven't we done that before? Um, you know, I remember Nuno was always scared of playing Kilman, didn't want to play Kilman, tried to sell him off. Um, and, I, I, you know, I, I, I was never a massive Nuno fan for that. I think he just ran out of steam. And, you know, we, we got into the call about bringing Nuno back, which I always thought was the most ludicrous thing ever. I mean, why, why on earth would he come back? Anyway, that bit's gone. Highlights of the day, Lopetegui coming onto the pitch. Uh, again, that charisma, that class going round, you know, the heart pumping, bit cliched again, you know, give it a bit of time, he'll be kissing the badge, but just awesome to see. He's just a real presence, isn't he? From what we've had with, you know, the drip that was Bruno um, to now just this more of a charismatic class. Doesn't mean he's going to be successful. You know, the proof's going to be in the pudding, but I think he's going to get the players' respect from day one. And that's going to be the difference. You know, he's, a, he's an older guy, he's mid-50s. He's the most successful manager we've ever recruited into this club. Um, you know, let's not forget. I think Thomas mentioned. You know, he's got a uh, he won a Europa. He's had he's had um, success at Seville, Porto. All right, Madrid didn't work out, but he was unbeaten at Spain. You know, twenty games and he didn't lose a single game. So um, I'm excited for the future. And this and, and Jack, right? he never lost a game as Spain manager. No, twenty games and he didn't lose a game. He only left because he, he got the Madrid gig. Well, Madrid, he was going to go to them, yeah. But I'm with I'm with Jack. You know, it excites me the whole era, and I think the World Cup, although I think it's the most ludicrous World Cup on paper and history, it's given us that break, that restart, and I think it's just what this team needs. I think we need to start again in December, um, and it's going to be a fresh start, almost like a completely new season. We're only four points behind. That's nothing. You know, a couple of wins, and you, you're right. As Villa have shown, as Leicester have shown, even Forest winning a game. We'll, we'll be fine. We'll be absolutely fine. And I think January, not a great time to buy. We know it's, a, it's an awful time to try and recruit. People, know we'll, people know we've got money, so we're going to be paying over the odds. But they've got to work their magic. They've got to find, they've got to find these gems on the continent somewhere. Um, hopefully someone who's a bit more prepared than the last striker that came in who looked uh, just completely unprepared for the Premier League. So... I'm excited. I mean, I, I'm glad that we've got these six weeks to reset, but I think bring it on. It's going to be, uh, we're going to batter Everton. I think, you know, first game, <laughs> Everton. I've got a theory on that. And we're going to, I've got a theory on that. Can Who knows the, what was the last game we won away from home? Everton. Everton. That's where <clears> it <throat> all started. We have a who, who scored the winner that day? Cody won it. 
Yeah. Cody. Yeah. Cody can't play against us, of course, no. either. Because no. he's um, still our player and he's on loan. Well, I have a theory is that that's where it all started. We haven't won away from home since. So hopefully that will be the bookend and get rid Because before that, we were doing quite well away from home. Jack, what we do were. you think on the backroom team that he's brought in so far? I like the fact that he's got two fitness coaches. Yeah. That's really yep. encouraging. Uh, I like the Is it Gargaraza? Is it the, the technical director? I think yep. we've need, we've talked about that before, haven't we? We need someone who's got something to bring to the boardroom because we've talked about Jeff Sheehan not having that football background and, and we've talked about Scott Sellers perhaps being more suited to academy football. So someone yep. who's got a bit of nous to bring to the boardroom and say, these are the kind of players you need. This is the market you need to be going to. This is the area where players are coming through. I think that's going to be really good. Uh, I, I think the fact that he's got people that he trusts as well is really important. I think when he's coming to a new country, a new you know new league for him, someone that he's got who he knows has got his back is going to be really important for him as well. So again, I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to be controversial for Paul, but I, I can't see anything that's kind of sort of negative about Lopetegui so far. I think he's, he's he's saying all the right things, he's doing all the right things, he's making the right appointments. So yeah, like I say, like Nathan says, bring it on. Absolutely. I think that's really positive. I think the uh, the point that you make about the fitness coach and the point that Nathan and a lot of the, the uh, people have said about the fitness, I think the fact that they're going to, I think they're going to come back off their break, and he is going to work them hard, fitness wise over the next. It's almost like a mini preseason, and I bet you any money they're ten to fifteen percent fitter by the time that we get to the uh, to the stop because that's so important. Like what you're saying, where we fade away in games. You need to be, the last 10, 15 minutes, you need to be strong. I did think, um, we talked. someone talked about air driving. I thought Pedence, when he came on, looked good again. Um, yeah. I love Pedence. He got a couple of shots away. He's trying things. Um, he always excites me. Adama Traore, you know, what happens with his contract? You know, the, the jury's out as well on Raul Jimenez and the Mexico thing. We're going to talk about that in the... Um, the, the podcast in midweek that we're going to be talking about. But if I'm going to ask you right now, before we get on to, we'll get right on to the end in a minute, World Cup, uh, we're going to go with Thomas first on this one. Who's your winners? How far are England going to get? And who's your dark horses? I've got Brazil or Argentina to win, I think. Um, uh, you, can't pick, you have to pick one. Who are you going oh, with? I'd, I'd go with Brazil then. Um, Brazil? Yeah, dark horses. I'm going to go Denmark as well. I I, I said um when uh, team, are, I said when you were asking about the managers, um, who I'd like as manager. I said Denmark's manager. I just think that they're a very well organised team, and I think I have no hope for England to be honest. After seeing Tamori and Ivan Tony weren't in the squad, um, I was very upset. So I'd go England maybe round of sixteen quarterfinals. Are we going to get to the quarterfinals? I'm asking yes. you now. Just, just, just. And who's your dark? You said dark horse Denmark and Brazil. Okay, uh, Nath. Um, I'm going to be a bit trying to be controversial here. Maybe pick Wales as the winner. Um, but unfortunately not. It's going to. I think Argentina. I think this is Messi's World Cup. It's all set up for his thousandth. Is his thousandth game? Is it that he's he's playing in at uh, the World Cup? Um, so I think, yeah, Argentina. And again, I'm going to be a bit boring and agree with Thomas. The Danes at the moment, they're 16 to 1 and they they look a good outfit. They really do look a good team. I think England's semis, 
I, I think they, they always do a little bit better than you think. If you think so far, last two tournaments, we've gone semis and finals. I'll go, I'll go semis again. Let's, let's keep it positive. Absolutely fantastic. Jack? Uh, France to win. I think they're France. Got, yeah. I was wondering yeah, whether someone else like squad depth. Uh, Dark horses, Senegal. Senegal. Everyone, everyone sleeps on the African teams. They're, they're, they're coming on so well. I think they've got Sadio Mane, haven't they, as well, who's, who's an absolute superstar. I don't know why Liverpool let him go. Uh, England, a, a semi-final, I think, is kind of well within reach, isn't it? I think we've had a, a kind group draw. Depending on kind of whether we the, the pathway opens up, we could face a Spain in the round of 16, couldn't we, or someone like that. So it's always difficult to kind of plot it through. The, the, the final we got to last time, it was kind of the draw opened up for us, didn't it? We played Ukraine and then... Uh, I think Denmark didn't win the semi-final. So if we could have a nice kind of pathway, then there's no reason we couldn't go semi-final or even final. But uh, yeah, we'll go semi-final, which I think is, is is probably about where we are, isn't it, as a as a nation, as a footballing nation? Absolutely, which is brilliant. Um, Paul Harris has given us an update. The ARA is the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. She's uh, his daughter's an actress on Netflix and other TV shows, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, and uh, we're really interested to know what shows is in. I do love my Netflix and stuff like that. So well done to your daughter, Paul. That's amazing uh, that she's doing so well with regards to that. Um, and we're going to go on now to um, the big question, which is, are Wolves going to stay up? And it's a yes, no answer. We're going to go nice first. Yes. Jack? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Whoa, we've got a clean sweep. Everyone thinks the positivity is back. The joy might be back. Let's face it, it's been a Anna's Horribleus for Wolves ever since February. It's been an awful year. Um, it's not been much fun, has it, watching uh, watching our boys this year. We've been through the mill. We've got angry. We've got frustrated. Fingers are being pointed left, right and centre. Uh, now we've got Julian Lopetegui in. We're full of hope again. And full of hope and full of belief. And um, I think, like you say, the World Cup has come back, has, has actually happened um, at a perfect time for us to reset. And I think we'll see, hopefully, a different team, maybe a different mentality, because it is that reset, isn't it? And what's the one thing that you're looking forward to, uh, to from a, a Julian Lopetegui team, Nath? Um He's a bit of a pragmatist, isn't he? From from what we hear, so it's, it's going to be quite a solid team. I'm not expecting not expecting fireworks from day one. I think a, a fitter, stronger, quicker team. You know, you look at the likes of Adama, and he looks like he's lost a couple of couple of yards of pace. He's definitely not as sharp and as quick as he has been in the past. So, um, I'm looking at a team that that works harder and just is better in front of goal. I just want to see someone who can can hit the target at least. And we, you know, if we'd have been able to do that against Arsenal, take the VAR and all the different controversy out of the way, I think we, you know, we could have been, we could have been a couple of goals up at some point. So um, yeah, I'm just, I, I think I'm excited. I, I think we're going to see turn Molyneux back into a fortress. Let's start winning some games. And I think he's, he's the man to do it. January transfer is going to be the key though. If he doesn't get the right man in, then, it's it's going to be a tall order because we really haven't got the personnel um, in the middle. I still think Costa is one of the worst wolf signings of all time. Um, I'd put him up there with Frankowski and Robert Taylor. I think it's absolutely dreadful. What a complete waste of money. You know, the guy's retired for two years 
Um, I, I predict, I predict that you'll come back on here in January and he scored an hat trick and a few goals, and you're going, bloody hell, Costa was a good one. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll make a wager with you now. I'll bet you ten quid he never scores for Wolves. I'll take that bet. I bet you. I'm probably going to be paying we'll that. Take that bet for we'll take that bet for charity. Yeah. Oh, okay, but I, I don't. I, I just can't stand the guy. I think he's. He's a thug. He's useless. It's all about, yeah, it's fun with the banter and all of that. Yeah, oh, we're all having a bit of japes and laughs. That's not what I want in a Wolves player. I couldn't care less if you've taken the ball and you're having a bit of fun. Score a bloody goal. I don't I don't care about all the side, the sideshow, the circus, the headbutting, all that. Oh, isn't he? Isn't he great? No, he's not. He's not scoring. Get rid. Should never have come in the first place. I've got very strong views about Costa, as you might tell. I love uh, it. I love so, it. Yeah, awful, awful signing. Awful. You should write an article for Always Wolves on that, mate. That would be amazing. Might be full of just uh, lots of swear words. And uh, no, I'll uh, you let me know if you want me to. More than happy. No, I'll have a word with them about that. That sounds good. Uh, Thomas, what are you excited about the, the Lopetegui era? As much as he has been maybe one of, I think he is our best player. I think Ruben Neves can be even better and an even better captain under Lopetegui, which is hard to do considering I think he's been our best player this season, the best player of the club. But I think with that connection that they've got, I just cannot wait. I just His overall effect on the club, it, it, should, it should be nice, I think. Fantastic. And Jack? Uh, I'm looking forward to Costa scoring that trick against Gillingham. But I'm, I'm also... Nathan <laughs> touched on it. Bet. If he wins, yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. what round. Is it a 10 goal? Yeah, no, I was going to say £10 full stop. Let's not okay. get that. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking like Nathan touched on it a little bit. Molyneux becoming a fortress. I want I want Molyneux to be a horrible place for other teams to come. I want the players to hate it. I want their fans to hate it. I want their managers to hate it. We haven't had that for a while, have we? And I think that's going to be really key. You look at teams that get out of relegation trouble, their home form does it. Everton did it last year. Newcastle did it last year. Their home form kept them up. I think that's going to be really important for us. And I think Lopetegui is the kind of manager who will get that and he'll understand the importance of home games and atmospheres and getting everyone on site. So I'm looking forward to some some really good home games. Fantastic. And then just one final question, because there's a few people been there, a few people asking, is um, how far do you think we're going to go in the Carabao? And, uh, I, you know, we do know we have the Ralph, the lucky dog, that picks all the toys for us. As well on the watch along. Yeah, I watched watch that. that. I watched that draw. I, I, I watched that draw the other night, Dave. That was uh, that was excellent. With, it is uh, comedy. We do try to have a bit of fun, and he's got two different colour eyes. We're having a, an eighties uh, New Year's Eve party, and, and the dog's coming as Ziggy Stardust because he's got a blue eye and a round eye, a brown eye. Um, what are we, what are we going for in the caravan? I think another. Well, who knows? It, again, it depends on the favourable draw, doesn't it? But I think uh, maybe semis again. Um, you could get to the final if we again if we buy in January and we buy well and we start playing like we know we can. Like we've got the personnel there to be a bloody good team. So uh, if we can if we can play well, that you know, and you're going to lose the Man City or Liverpool in the next round. Who's who's going to say the next round they might get some other big draws? Other big teams go out. So um, yeah. I think uh, maybe semi-final, final. Can I just say as well, Thomas looks like I looked 30 years ago. We're wearing a very similar top. It looks like a mini me. 
Thomas has, you know, still got his hair, still got his youthful good looks. Uh, and uh, that's probably, that's me before I was wizened and old and, um, you know, cantankerous like I am now. So I'm guessing Thomas is, is a, well, he's probably younger than 30, 35 years younger than me. How old are you, Thomas? Uh, I'm, I'm 14. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just a little. I'm, I'm 49, so that's just the 35. Oh, right, that is it, what you said. There you go, Thomas. You could be a cantankerous and have no air in 30 years' time. How do you feel about that? <laughs> it'd, be, it'd, it'd be like my dad, wouldn't it? So, <laughs> Thanks, Thomas. Thanks for that, mate. Thomas, um, on the same point. Um, what round are we in now? Round of 16 we're coming up to. Uh, yeah. I think we'll be, I think we'll beat Gillingham. Uh, we'll probably get a really hard draw in the quarters and somehow win on pens. Uh, I think we'll make it to the semis. I'll say. If we've got, if Ralph's got anything to do with it, we'll have a we'll have a home draw, and we have a brand new member, Ben. Thank you for joining uh, the membership. If you go on the community tab, if you're a new member, there's a link. Uh, on there from the members community tab and you can go on to the discord group get on and enjoy and uh, introduce yourself there's a whole group of us on there we talk every single day about everything and everything um on the discord group so get get on the link and uh I, we'll look forward to chatting to you after the show uh jack carabas like, it's like now it's, it's hard with the draw isn't it i mean we could beat gillingham and then draw the winner of man city liverpool couldn't we and then we're probably probably out aren't we but Cup football, anything can happen. Lopetegui's got a good record in, in cup competitions, hasn't he? So he might see it as an opportunity to have a, a really quick win, hasn't he? You know, in terms of winning the fans over a cup run, you know, Wembley final maybe. It, 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 and it, it's opening up, isn't it? I mean, what, Chelsea went out this week, didn't they? Arsenal went out, Tottenham went out. So, you know, it, it, uh, we're, we're probably in the same boat as someone like Newcastle, Leicester, aren't we? They're probably thinking the same as we, aren't we? So... Again, get get through Gillingham first and see what happens. That would be amazing. This is an interesting one. Latest from Paul. Apparently, she's good friends with Amelia Clark, Game of Thrones. She, she's been trying to convince her to support Wolves. Emma, what have we been watching just before this? We've just been watching Game of Thrones. Amelia Clark, she's the mother of dragons. If you know what I'm saying, we love, absolutely love Game of Thrones. And we were just re-watching it. Have you have you seen the House of the Dragon, the new one, guys? Yeah. Have, have you guys? Have you guys watched Game of Thrones? No. You mm. need to watch it. It's so good. Seriously, I, I love Game of Thrones. And to be honest, being the Wolves manager is a little bit like Game of Thrones, isn't it? At the moment, it is Julian Lopetegui that's in the iron. That's on the iron throne. So hopefully, he has an iron fist with these players with a velvet glove. And he gets the best out of them after the World Cup break. There you go. Final thoughts from everyone, Jack? Yeah, just... Um, yeah, yeah, everyone needs to stay positive. It, it's easy to panic and, and worry about, obviously, being bottom at Christmas. I, I don't think that means as much as it normally does this year with the with the World Cup. So, everyone stay positive. Have a great sort of festive period. And, and if you can, enjoy enjoy the World Cup. I know a lot of people are sort of... You know, not quite into it, the time of year and everything. But, you know, if you can enjoy it, enjoy it. And obviously, uh, we'll all come back refreshed, I think. For the fans, as much as anything, we're talking about the players being refreshed. I think the fans will be refreshed from the from the little break and we'll be ready with the new manager to, to go again and, and obviously do, do what needs to be done and, and stay up. So, keep the faith. Thomas? 
uh, we, we all need to enjoy the World Cup as much as we can. Uh, we need to enjoy Christmas and the break that we have from uh, watching Wolves and hope that we come back a stronger and better team under Julian Lopetegui. And final words from you tonight, cantangorous Nath. <laughs> the miserable one. Um, yeah, we've had a, I mean, it's been an awful season so far, isn't it? I, I think I, I think Thomas mentioned it earlier. We should have sat Bruno at the end of last season. I said it then. We should have just, you know, we could see where it was going and it just carried on at the start of this season. The football was was garbage under Bruno, uh, unfortunately. And, you know, signings haven't haven't helped. Really, really mis misshaped side. You know, we br- we bring in lots of little Portuguese uh, flair players. That's not what we need at the moment. You need you know needed a bit of steel in that team, which which Bubakar's bring in, and we needed some goals, and that's where we're lacking. That's why we, you know, uh, scraped the barrel and bought the pensioner in that is Costa that uh, should never be kicking a football again. Two years he hasn't kicked at this level. Anyway, I'll show it back, Costa. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with Jack and Jack and Thomas. Really looking to the world. Look, it's difficult with the World Cup, isn't it? You know, I'm in marketing, and we've been umming and ahhing about supporting this World Cup. Um, do brands really want to be associated with? What brand do you work for, Nate? I work for Ford. I work for a Ford dealership, so I'm, I'm I market Fords, and we've been umming and ahhing because which one? Uh, Kidderminster uh, Hills. If you need a, if you need a car, there you go, Nate. Yeah, I can I can sort you out. We got some, We've got uh, got guitars, some cars. We got everything on here now. Everything going on here. Um, but we've been on an iron about associating the brand with Qatar, and I think a lot of you know I, I read a lot of marketing stuff, and there's a lot of brands go in. Do we want to be associated with a, such a toxic World Cup? And I think something's going to happen over there. I've got this eerie feeling that it's not going to be plain sailing. Um, it's going to be a, there's something going to happen in that World Cup get me on in a couple of weeks when it's all gone wrong um, and Costa's probably back playing for Spain or Brazil scoring a hat-trick um, yeah I just got this eerie feeling anyway I'm going to look forward to it I always enjoy World Cup I don't really care how far England get if I'm honest I just enjoy watching good football um, and I think seeing the Portuguese lads over there you know Neves, Nunes uh, Sam probably won't get as many many game game minutes uh, I'm really looking forward to that. So it's it's great. And, I, I, you know, I'll say it again. This is a perfect time to have a break for Wolves, I think. Restart, reset, under Lopetegui. Let's go again. 100%. And hopefully we'll have a much better year in 2023. Carl says, Dave, what are you going to do when the World Cup on? Well, we're going to be covering England, of course. There'll be lots of content in and around that. So there's plans afoot for that. We've got a brand new uh, partner that's coming on with some exciting stuff over the next... Uh, uh, three or four months for England and also for uh, for Wolves. So watch out for, for news on that as well. And just one final thing. On Wednesday, I'm going to be in Manchester for the Football Content Awards where the podcast is um, in the final uh, for Best Premier League uh, Fan Podcast and Channel. So we'll see how we get up again. We're up against Big Six again and stuff like that. But that should be quite a nice uh, on that. And we all can ask, we are doing the official 100th edition live at the podcast. Uh, it won't be, it's being recorded live, which we're going to be recording from Molyneux Stadium. And we're going to have a Wolves legend that are going to be joining us for that as well. So if you have any questions that you want just to cover on that, please message us on Instagram, uh, TikTok, Twitter, 
Facebook with all your your messages. We're recording that tomorrow evening. It'll be out later on in the week, but that's going to be uh, be a very special one. I can't believe that when Bill died, uh, my friend next, that sat next to me for so years, and we started the podcast, and now the channel's called Always Walls. We 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 named it Always Walls because that was the thing that he all Bill, if you don't know, sat next to us for twenty years, and he died suddenly of bowel cancer a couple of years ago. And we started the podcast in his memory. And now the channel's obviously always Walls Fan TV as well. So he'd be incredibly proud um, that we've got to 100 podcasts. And, uh, you know, I'm very, very proud of that as well. And all the guys that give so much love and support and all you guys that come on to share your opinions on the show as well. Thank you for helping make it what it is. It really, really is appreciated. So we'll just keep our fingers crossed. Um on that one, but just to get to the final is uh, is an achievement to get nominated. Um, God bless to you all, and um, Jack, Thomas, Nath, and all of the guests. Thanks for coming on. All the guys in the chat that have uh, that have come on as well tonight, getting involved. Always appreciate that. Thank you to the members. Thank you for the people that have donated and sent super chats. That's incredible as well. And until the next one, which will be coming later on in the week, um, keep the faith. Remember, the Wolves' motto is. Out of darkness cometh light, and that light will shine again, and we will get out of this mess. Keep the faith. We're going to do it. The Julian Lopetegui era starts here. God bless. Always Wolves. Thanks, Dave. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.